Hi there. Um, my name is Alexander Patrick, and with me is Dan Parker. Hi, uh, we both. Hi, um, we're both employment solicitors here in the employment team uh, at Wincroft Sherwood and we'll talk to you uh, today about holiday abroad this summer, namely what um, your rights and obligations are from an employment legal perspective um, and we'll also um, cover business trips. So uh, the vaccination programme so far has been very successful in the UK um, and we are all now allowing our, ourselves to see the light at the end of the tunnel daydreaming about holiday destinations. Um, I know I certainly am, but whether these will, be, these will become a reality, reality we don't know. Uh, as we all know, the government has implemented a traffic light system um, of green, uh, amber and red countries in relation to holidaying outside the UK this year. Um, and from 17th of May, it's no longer illegal to go abroad, or rather you do not need um, an essential reason to do so. But the government has been quite firm in emphasising that holiday makers should not go to amber or red countries. Uh, they should wait for the country to be added to the green list before considering um, going on holiday there. Um, the government will gradually add to the countries on the green list. Um, so no doubt the question on everybody's mind will be, um, should I stay uh, or should I go? From an employment legal perspective, uh, just to briefly summarise your rights, you have an entitlement to holiday uh, that's a minimum of 28 days a year, including any public holidays, um, which will be prorated if you work part time. Uh, you are entitled to take this holiday every year um, and sometimes your employer will give you more holiday uh, under your contract. The default position in law is that you should give reasonable notice to take holiday, uh, which is normally twice the length of the holiday, i.e. two weeks um, if you're going um, away for a week. Um, your employer is likely to have its own requirements in relation to you taking holiday, um, which will be set out in either um, your contract of employment or holiday policy. They can refuse um, your holiday, for example, during a busy period. Um, they can also require you to take holiday during certain times. Um, and generally, the employer can give you the same length of notice to require you to take um, or to cancel your holiday, i.e. twice the length of um, your holiday. Hmm. So I think the question we're all really keen to know the answer to is, can your employer actually stop you from taking holiday? Um, while your employer can normally dictate when you take your holiday, there is no provision uh, in law which says that it can dictate where you can go on holiday. Um, if um, your employer was worried about this and did not want staff to travel abroad um, on holiday, however, um, particularly um, if they need people um, on the ground, it's likely that they have implemented a specific policy which discourages staff um, from going on holiday abroad, for example, by making it clear that they will have to follow any quarantine advice um, and um, will not be paid during this time. Sure. And just thinking around that, do I actually have to tell my employer where I intend to go or that I'm planning to go abroad? Well, because these are quite unusual times, um, you should ensure that you tell your employer in advance if you are planning to holiday abroad um, this year. Um, if you have been allowed to work from home throughout the pandemic and could continue um, to do so if you had to quarantine, that's unlikely to be an issue. Um, but if you cannot work from home, um, this may end up causing some friction. Uh, you should ensure that you are clear on whether your employer might, may require you to use your holiday if you have to quarantine um, on return or whether you have to go on unpaid leave. 
and ideally uh, agree such arrangements in advance. Um, you should note um, also that your employer has no um, legal requirement to pay you during quarantine. So that's something you may wish to take into account. Sure. Um, I suppose what may be concerning some people is the prospect that if they are stuck in quarantine, for example, that they might lose their job. Is there a realistic prospect of being let go or being dismissed? Well, I think the risk would be generally low, um, but it will depend on the individual circumstances. Um, not turning up for work is a potentially fair reason to dismiss someone, uh, but your employer will still have to show the reason for your dismissal was within the range of reasonable responses. Uh, most employment judges, I think, would likely be sympathetic to anyone who was caught out by quarantine requirements, having gone to a green country, um, but a different scenario may apply to someone who went to a red or amber country knowingly um, that knowing that they would have to quarantine on return and did not tell their employer beforehand, knowing, for example, uh, that they were on the rota to work immediately upon their return and there was no other cover. Uh, nevertheless, um, your holiday allowance is your own time and your employer will struggle to demonstrate any right to interfere in, in what you can do with it. Uh, but there is the duty of, of trust and confidence at the heart of every employment relationship. Um, it is always best to agree arrangements with your employer beforehand. Sure. So um, on a slightly different point, then, if some of us think that it's better not to travel this year or, or, to, or to save it, some of our holiday allowance, I've heard that there's potential of carrying over some of your holiday for up to two years because of the pandemic. Is that right? Yes, it's true that the government has introduced some regulations which allow uh, workers to carry over holiday for up to two years because of the pandemic. Um, but this only relates to the statutory minimum holiday to which you're entitled. So the 28 days I was, I was um, talking about just now, not any additional holiday um, given to you by your employer, i.e. the contractual holiday. Um, also, because these regulations were mainly introduced for staff work in sectors overwhelmed during the pandemic. So, for example, the NHS, um, there is a fairly stringent uh, test to meet, namely whether it was not reasonably practicable for you to take your statutory entitlement in the leave year concerned. Um, in most cases, um, it will be reasonably practicable for you to take holiday, even if you have to stay at home. Um, the government guidance sets out various factors which employers should consider when applying the not reasonably practical test. Uh, but these are largely limited to um, where you have been self-isolating or too sick to take the holiday before the end of the leave year, um, where you've had to continue working and could not take holidays, so for example, NHS staff, or where you've been furloughed and couldn't take um, the holiday. So um, enough about the holiday. Uh, Dan, I know you've been looking at business travel lately and um, uh, where, where that is at the moment. Um, what if my job starts asking me to travel again with business? Is, is that allowed? Yeah, that's a good question, as uh, some roles do inherently require a bit of moving about. And with reopening of certain travel routes, I think there will be increasing demand, even if not everyone has the same level of enthusiasm about, about moving for travel. Um, Travel is now possible between Scotland, England, Wales and Northern Ireland, uh, although Northern Ireland, for example, recommends that you take a test before you move throughout what we call the common travel area, including those countries. Um, nevertheless, domestic travel is likely to be a lot easier than international business travel for the foreseeable future, I think we can probably safely say. Um, 
Having said that, international business travel is subject to basically the same regime of red, amber and green lists as the travel generally, which you discussed. Um, but there are some added considerations. So whatever your trip is intended to achieve, your employer will have to think carefully about whether you can actually carry that out um, safely wherever you're headed. For example, certain meetings uh, in terms of numbers might be permitted within the UK, but not in other in other countries. Likewise, if you have to uh, quarantine or uh, pay for uh, sometimes repeated regimes of testing while you are at your destination, then of course that has a prospect of either significantly lengthening or, or making more expensive whatever you are traveling to do. Um, Certain very specific professions have modified or uh, relaxed requirements for international travel, um, when, certainly when traveling back into the UK. Um, and that's mostly to reflect the essential nature of those professions. For example, people who are traveling to uh, participate or conduct clinical trials. Um, those professions are quite limited, however, I must stress. And uh, the list of professions also vary amongst the countries within the UK. Um, in any case, for most people, the general regime of red, amber and green countries will apply, and that may entail quarantine on your return. Um, if, if you're required to do that and you've travelled for business reasons and at work's request, then I think it would be reasonable to expect that you should be paid, even if you're not able to work during that sort of quarantine period because you can't do so remotely. That's really helpful, Dan. Um, but what if I don't want to go on the trip? Sure. Well, I think the main thing to bear in mind is that your employer has an, the right to issue you with what we call reasonable management instructions. Um, but equally, it's worth bearing in mind that government guidance as we speak does still stress that um, employers should encourage people to work from home where possible. Uh, and for many of us, of course, the last 18 months have really showed just how much um, and how capably many of us can work remotely. What's reasonable of your employer to ask of you in the circumstances uh, will depend on the situation, um, particularly the destination, uh, what you're being asked to do there and how COVID safe it is, uh, and the basis of your, of your objection. So if you have, for example, um, particular health concerns, then they will undoubtedly be relevant. Asking someone to travel to a red list country, I would say is quite likely to be unreasonable um, and is unlikely to be reasonable unless there's a very compelling reason for them to do that, particularly given the potential difficulties of obtaining insurance. If your employer really is being unreasonable and intends to go as far as sanctioning you um, for not taking some kind of business trip, um, then they could be in serious breach of your employment contract um, and that might even entitle you to resign and claim unfair dismissal. However, that's really your last resort and uh, your first stop should be a dialogue with uh, whoever is asking you to take the journey. Do seek guidance from people who you trust internally, speak to more senior people if you need to, um, and also just check the latest policy and guidance that's been issued, not just by your employer, but by the government as well. Thanks very much, Dan. So that's um, all from both of us. Uh, thank you um, very much for listening. We hope that you found the, the guidance helpful and if you have any questions at all our contact details are um, on the screen so um, please do get in touch. Thank you everyone and safe travels.